Oh, it's a happy day. The bathroom, the, the nursery is back in business. That may not mean a lot to y'all, but it sure does to me. We had Tim's room stolen. I stole, well, actually, thank, thank you. I, I think Tim, him and Robin volunteered their, uh, their Sunday school room at the other end so we could move the nursery into there. I, I forgot whether it was two or three weeks. I forgot how long they'd been in there. Uh, but Saturday, we got everything moved back into the nursery. But the ladies got a benefit out of that, which they didn't realize. They got a, it was like a bonus room. The, the room in between that you walk in the ladies' bathroom, they go in, it's now tiled on the floor. So uh, I was sitting there looking, went to, the, to get some carpet. They wanted 18, I kept thinking. I found carpet, but it's like sandpaper. And if I put that in, and the first kid that falls on that baby, the mom's going to come chew me out because her face is, the kid's got rash, uh, carpet rash. I'm like, that ain't going to work. The carpet that's in there is okay. They wanted $1,800 for, to come out and lay carpet in that. That's buddies. Buddy's low-rate, cheap, and it was good carpet, but it's like $6 a yard, and that time he put padding and everything else down, you know, it ended up being 1800 bucks. And I told him, yeah, and then when we got out in the parking lot, I said, nah, I can't do that, so I called him back and said, can't do that. So then we go to Menards. Menards had a piece of carpet like sandpaper, and, uh, but what was good about that, I mean, I spent all day trying to find carpet. What's good about that is when I went in there, they gave me three pieces of paper with some carpet layers because they don't have carpet layers that will come out. You have to hire, they have carpet layers that they, they prefer, but you have to pay them and they come out. Well, anyways, I called and this guy came out. And, and uh, so anyways, I need a piece of carpet. I thought, at uh, first I was going to him install that carpet. And then I said, wait a second, I, ain't gonna, I don't even want that carpet. I, and I looked in the lady's bathroom and I said, there's a piece of carpet there and there's a hole over here. Hold over here. I said, I'll just take this up over here, give it over here, and he put that in there. And I had in my truck tile that I was going to use in this other bathroom that I didn't. And I said, I'll just put that in there. And I'm telling you what, then I'm like, if I tear these rooms apart and I don't get these things back together, these ladies are going to kill me like on Sunday morning. So thank, there was a, Mike came in and helped me put the sink back in. That sink weighs like a ton. But, uh, so that was a bonus room. But, uh, man, I tell you what, I, now that everything's in place. Uh, we can walk in and out of each room and do a couple minutes worth of work here and there, and we can walk out and nothing's, nothing's out. In this building that I can think of, unless a tornado hits it, uh, is anything in here that requires uh, night after night after night after night doing stuff. Anyways, take your Bible go to Genesis, and I thank God for that. I mean, that's been a 15-year project that uh, Mike don't believe it's coming to an end. He don't believe it. But, but it, really, it really has, it, it isn't an end but it's, it's more manageable now. Uh, even the apartments over here, that'll be manageable. You can walk away from them any time you want. Uh, you, you don't have to worry about killing yourself on them apartments. Uh, this, I mean, th we have services. Uh, the guy wanted to come in. He talked to me. He said, oh, man, we could change the, the center run down here. We could put stuff that We could make this look really sharp coming down through here. And uh, I'm like, yeah, but I got services Wednesday. I said, you can't have, if we did something like that, I said, you can't. It has to be ready for service. And he goes, it will be. I said, well, we'll talk. So he's going to bring back some stuff, and we'll look at it and see what's up. Chapter 30. Chapter 30, Genesis. Father, thank you for your blessings. Uh, Lord, thank you for everybody that came out this morning. Thank you for a good, sunshiny day outside. Uh, Lord, I just uh, I prayed for all of our missionaries, evangelists, as well, on the, on the field somewhere. Lord, you should bless them. Uh, Lord, in the work that they're doing, labor their hands. All the churches out there this morning, Lord, is having... Uh, meetings, Lord, and, and Sunday schools. I just prayed for the pastors and the teachers, Lord, that you'd give them what 
They need, Lord, what our country needs now is they need you more than anything else. We need you in our lives. We need you in our churches. We need you in our families, Lord, uh, this time more than ever. And, uh, Lord, we just thank you for letting us be here this morning on Sunday morning. We'll praise you, Nani, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I, was, I was thanking the Lord that he gave me something to do to keep me busy. You know, I mean, 15 years I've been busy. I hadn't been in trouble too much. Uh, I couldn't imagine if I didn't have anything to do what would happen. I'd have been in probably all kinds of trouble. Uh, Genesis chapter 15 or 30. Yeah, we'll go back to 15. Genesis chapter 15. we already been there. Yeah. Take me another two years to get back to where I'm at. Uh, verse 27, 27 and 28. Uh, Laban is sitting here talking. Uh, hang on a second. Let me make sure I'm right. I might want to go back to 26. Yeah, just maybe just to 26, only to read the verse. Yeah, let's go back to 26, uh, just for context. Uh, uh, Jacob has been with uh, Laban for almost uh, probably 10, 11 years at this point. Uh, he's, got 11, he's got 11 sons and a daughter, uh, four wives, and that's it. Well, I tell you what, if you've got four wives, 11 sons, and, and a daughter, you're lucky to have anything anyways. That's probably take everything you had to start with. Uh, but in verse 26, it says, give me, he goes to Laban, and he says, Give me my wives and my children, of whom I have served thee, and let me go. For thou knowest uh, my service which I have done to thee. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. And he said, Appoint me thy wages, and I will give it. Father, again, thank you for your blessings. Bless the morning service, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I am, I'm, I'm going to try to finish this chapter up. I can actually see the end of it right there. If I will shut up and do it, I will get it done. Uh, I was looking for something here. Oh, this. Laban, Laban has learned, I mentioned this last Sunday, experience is not the way to learn stuff. Uh, it, is, it is in time, I've got a lot of experiences down through life that I learn things out of, but I never, if you have to learn by experience, uh, that, that's being hard-headed and foolish. Uh, you need to learn to listen to some older people sometimes and listen to some people who got some knowledge. Uh, even listen to some younger people. I mean, if they got the understanding, they got the ability, they got the training, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, the reinventing the wheel is a waste of time. Uh, don't do it. Just look at somebody and say, hey, man, you got it. You built the thing. I used to do that all the time. I would call companies up and say, hey, you built this thing. How does it work? They'd tell me. I said, fine. That's good. It was good. Let's go. And they'd tell me exactly what to do. I'd do it. Everybody would think, oh, you're a great ET. No, man, I, this guy just told me what to do. I just was like hands and fingers. Uh, experience. I mean, how many times do you have to experience something before you realize it's wrong? The hardest thing in our life is to just say, okay, it is wrong. Laban, Laban in verse 27 says, uh, Jacob says, let me go. He, he wants to go back to his dad. He doesn't have anything. He's going to go back to the prodigal son, go back with nothing, except a bunch of kids and mouths to feed, and now he's got to figure out a way to feed them there. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, I have found, out, uh, found favor in thine eyes. If I found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. Well, Laban, and Jacob goes on. Uh, the word here for experience is Nahash, uh, the very same Hebrew word for serpent in Genesis 3.1. Uh, you know who is the, the god of experience? The serpent, the devil. What he wants to do is run you through over and 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 just keep you tied up in this world. Uh, to learn by experience is... is you, God told Adam and Eve, don't eat the fruit. 
You know what they did? They ate the fruit. Oh, I experienced wrong. Well, you didn't need to experience that. You were told by God not to do something. You did it. The experience is what caused the problem. Uh, so Laban is leaning on the arm of experience. I've watched this. I've watched this. I've watched this. And since I know this, I'm going to make this decision. What he's not realizing is Jacob is, is a worm. <laughs> Jacob is a, is a surplanter. Jacob is going to try to get what Jacob wants. Laban thinks just because Jacob has been so good all these years that Jacob was just trying to feed a family and try to get through the night, man. That's what he was trying to do. Uh, Jake, uh, Laban is now putting Jacob in a place for Jacob to make his substance off of Laban. So Laban is learning on the, leaning on the arm of experience, which is not true. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all my heart. That's my favorite verse. Brethren, the hardest thing we'll ever do in our lives, and you'll, it'll take years sometimes. You don't need experience. You need trust, faith, faith. Without faith, it doesn't say without experience, it's impossible to please him. It says without faith, without faith. Well, you can't get faith in five seconds. You can't do it. It just don't happen. What happens, you have to go through some stuff, and then you have to make a decision. Am I going to go to the arm of the flesh or the arm of the Lord? Which one am I going to lean on? When you decide to lean on the arm of the Lord, that takes time to get there. Uh, there's a guy named Watchman Nee. Uh, he, uh, a lot of people heard the name. I got a couple things I was going to use in the morning. Oh, yeah, here you go. I do not... Uh, Consecrate, or, uh, consecrate myself to be a missionary or a preacher. I consecrate myself to, uh, to God to do his will where I am, be it in school, office, or kitchen, or wherever, wherever he may, in his wisdom, send me. Uh, the hardest thing you'll ever do is get to the place. We look at all these, these men, and we, we, we lift them up as great men of God or men that, that have qualities that we want, but we never look at how they actually developed those things. Uh, this man was in China, started churches over there, got them started, did a bunch of stuff. When the Chinese took over in 48, uh, somewhere between 48 and 52, they locked this man up, and he, he lived in prison until he died. Uh, they, he was supposed to go to prison for 15 years. This is communism. Great thing. Uh, 20 years later, he dies in prison. Wow. That's like five years over 15. What happened there? Uh, once they get you in, they don't care. I mean, people... Uh, Absolute power corrupts absolutely. So anybody who's striving for power says, oh, we're going to be equal. They are not. As soon as they get in power, look at our government right now, and you see exactly what's going on. Laban, Laban is, is going to learn some stuff. But the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all nine heart. You know what you got to do? you got to figure out what you're going to do in life. Uh, I can't tell you what to do in life. There's no way I can. I'm going to tell you what Dr. Ruckman told me. Made great sense to me back then. It makes great sense to me right now. Christianity is a train. It's headed to heaven. I'm, I'm on that train. That's what uh, John Bunyan said in Pilgrim's Progress. They didn't have trains back then, so he couldn't say that. But, but Doc said it's a train. You get on, and you pull into a station. I, have you ever been on a train? I've been on a train. I took Beth through Europe on a train. We went through um, Toulon, France, I believe, all the way up to uh, Germany. And we'd pull into a port, or a port. <laughs> we'd pull into a train station, and people would get on and off. Well, my destination was Hamburg, Germany. Uh, I wanted to eventually get to Nuremberg. And I said, I got to stay on this train till it gets me there. Well, we got off a couple times, went into these little villages, train went on. Another train came in, and we get back on. 
And when Doc said that, I said, yeah, man, I did that. I did that all through Europe. We got a two-week train, uh, rail pass, and we get on any train over there and go anywhere we wanted to go for two weeks. But uh, the destination was Nuremberg. That's where my sister was. You know what I watch in life? And I've watched this up to this point. I've been doing this for 43 years. I've watched people get on and get off. Well, I got on a train in 1980 in the back portion of Louisville, Kentucky, and I've been on that train ever since. And I'm not getting off, man. I'm not getting off. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do, and I'm going to do exactly what the Lord tells me to do. You know what I found out? A lot of people try to tell you, well, if you just do this. Well, that may be true, but you get eat by lying, too. That's experience. I don't, I don't like experience. I like the Lord showing me what to do and then getting back to exactly what he does. Sometimes you get away from it, but you need to get back to it. Jacob here is so far away from God right now, he doesn't even know it. Laban has never met the Lord other than through Jacob. And uh, Jacob is sitting, and he said, Appoint me thy wages, and I will give it. There, there's an open policy there. You've got to watch what you say sometime. Uh, I will give it. Well, yeah, you're going to give it. You're going to give it all here in just a little bit. Uh, Jacob's going to take everything you got. Uh, the carpet guy came in here the other day, and, and uh, when we took that carpet over, I showed him what we had. He said, oh, yeah, I can splice it. I said, well, how much? I got to get Beth to go get some cash. Uh, I said, so how much uh, do I need to get? Uh, so, and I, I thought he was going to be three, or 400 bucks. He said, 150 bucks, and I'll splice the carpet, put it, lay it in, and clean everything up. I said, fine. Uh, but he got done. I gave him 100, Beth gave him 150 bucks. I said, you know, you could have asked for three, or 400, and I'd have gave it to you. I said, a workman was worthy of his hire. He goes, rats, man, I messed up. I said, yeah, you messed up bad, man. I, I said, how much are you going to charge me? I said, at that point, you had an open check, man. I didn't even get to argue with him. When he said 150, if you ever try to get me to do something and you tell me something and I agree with you right off the bat, that means I know that's a good deal. You could have got more money. You could have got a whole lot more. I'm okay with that. You got, you got the job. You know, you got the job. So uh, and I, that's why maybe he's going to try to get more money on me when he, if he does, does this right here. <laughs> but it was funny. But the sky's the limit. Uh, Jacob says uh, Laban is trying to appeal to Jacob's on a more carnal level. There, brother, you got to watch this thing now for your own self. Uh, you get ready to do something, the Lord tell you what to do, and man, the devil will slide right in there. Well, I'll give you more money if you stay, or I'll give you this if you do this, or I'll give you this, and I'll give you this. And, and you, oh, well, yeah, I'll just do this. And I can, oh, I'll just do it for a little while. I'll just stay here for a little, sojourn for a little while. And 20 years later, man, you're still there. Sometimes you're not supposed to go somewhere and be there forever. Uh, but, but that's what happens. you got to watch this world, this world. And verse 29. And he said, now here comes, here comes Jacob. And he said unto him, talking to the Laban, Jacob's sitting there. I have a problem with uh, going to my boss asking for anything. Uh, if the Lord's really who he says he is, uh, I shouldn't have to ever worry about a thing. Uh, I've walked in my boss's offices. I mean, big, 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 I mean they want to give me big raises. And uh, I'm like, hey, no, keep it, man. Uh, take some money back. Take some money back. You give me too much anyways. And they look at you like, that's weird. Nobody ever comes in there and says, take money away. I'm like, yeah, take it away, man. I don't need it. I said, you pay me too much. Uh, it, can, have you ever figured out how to get, man, I go, I, Sumatra oranges, Suma oranges. They're two for five bucks. I walked into Kroger's the other day, and they had all these little bags Two in every little bag, two for a buck. Now, I buy all the little bags. God, I love them oranges. I can eat them all day long. I found out Beth loves them, too. Uh, I come home, and she just sits her chin. There's orange pills all over the place. <laughs> it's terrible, man. But uh, some people go out and spend five bucks for two oranges. They'll buy 10 oranges and spend, uh, what is that, 10, 25 bucks. 
I'll spend, I'll spend five bucks for ten oranges. And people say, how do you do that? Well, that's the Lord. There is no other answer other than that in the Lord. There's just nothing there. I can't tell you. The Lord knows I don't need $100,000 a year. If I can make it on, on 15 cents a day, why not? Uh, I looked at that carpet in there, 1800 bucks for carpet. Most pastors would say, yeah, I'd do it. Well, I was looking at a, I'm going to put an air conditioner over, a uh, heater over in the house here this week. I had a guy last week come in there, 5500 bucks is what he was going to charge to put an air conditioner in. Uh, it's actually a uh, mini split unit, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to mess with it. That's, you know, at the moment, I'm just like, I don't want to do it. Let somebody else do it. Church is going to pay for it anyways. Who cares? It's your money. And I walk away and I'm like, I can't do that. I said, I can't do that. I just can't pay that sucker 5500 bucks to put that thing in when I can go get the whole unit for, for six or $700 and put it in myself. I'll make Mike help me. I'll make, I'll make Brother Barry help me. I said, we'll, we'll do it. I said, we'll do it. And, and uh, I'll let them do it, and I'll watch them. <laughs> I'll, I'll do something, but I'm not going to spend 5500 bucks. You say, what is that? That's my month's salary right there. I mean, I was getting ready to spend. I was willing to do that at the beginning. That's like a carpet, $1,800. I ain't going to do $1,800. I'm sitting there going, Lord, how in the world can I, I got, how can I save this $1,800? And I'm standing in the doorway between this room and that room, and I'm looking at this carpet over here, and I'm like, that really needs to be over there. But then what are you going to put here? And the other day, I was going to take all that tile out of my truck over at the house and stack it just to get the weight out of the truck. And something said, don't take that tile out of your truck. I think it was just because I was sheer lazy. And I didn't want to pick it all up and carry it. And I didn't. And then when I got over there, I said, you got to hold a load of tile out in your truck. You can just tile this floor here and then put that carpet. And I'm sitting there going, everything's in place. It didn't cost a dime. Well, we had to pay for the tile originally. I said, but it didn't really cost much anything, but 150 bucks to solve the problem. That was an $1,800 investment that actually solved two rooms worth of problems, and I didn't spend the money and, or the 5500 bucks. That's $7,000. You know what most people do? They just go out and spend it. They don't ever think of a way. You know what God will do? He'll give you a way that you can make, you can live on pennies and have a great time. And I have a great time. We have, we have all the stuff we need. We don't need anymore. Jacob is getting ready to talk to him. Laban opens the door for Jacob. Now Jacob is a conniver. you got to watch people. People aren't always what they seem to be. Uh, I tell everybody all the time, I'm a Jacob, I'm a Jacob, I'm telling you I'm a Jacob, I'm a Jacob. If you don't hear me, I'm a Jacob, I'm a Jacob. If, if you say that I'm going to bring somebody else, did you hear me say I'm a Jacob? I'll put him right there next to you, and I said, I told you all I'm a Jacob. Uh, I'm just looking for a good deal, and I have to fight that thing sometimes because it's a, it's a danger. Uh, because there's a way to make money. There's a way, a, a million bucks is chump change. Ten million bucks to me is chump change. I could go after that if I wanted to. That's chump change. I got heaven. Why would I want that? I mean, really, when you stop and look at this thing, I got eternity with God Almighty and the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Michael and Gabriel, and everybody else on the streets of gold that's so clear I can walk on it and you can see right through it. Why would I want anything down here anyways? That's hard to learn, brother. That's hard to learn. You got to go through life. And sometimes I think the Lord has to give you stuff to get you to a place where you'll see that and can make that division. Uh, people say, well, you did this. Yeah, but, you know, I had to learn some things along the way. And I, I got some of that in morning service. But anyways, back to this. And Jacob said, thou knowest how I have served thee. Verse 29. Wow, I got to get moving. Uh, I got to get to 43. Uh, served thee and how thy cattle was with me, for it was little which thou had uh, before I came. And now has increased to, uh, to a multitude. And the Lord had blessed thee since, uh, since my coming. And when he said, I have learned by experience. 
The Lord had blessed. He opened the door for Jacob, man. He just opened the door right there. Now there's a bargaining chip here. Now when, when shall I, and here's his whole thing. Now when shall I provide for my own house also? Jacob now goes to where he's looking at his, his own stuff. How am I going to take care of my stuff? Well, hold it. Wait, Jake. Jake, let's stop here for a second. You cheat God. You cheat your daddy. You steal from your brother. And 11 years later, you got 11 kids and a daughter, 11 boys and a daughter, four wives, have to have four tents. I'm sure he's got four tents, four backyards, four swimming pools, four Maseratis, whatever he's got, four camel, Camelratis or whatever he's got. Uh, he's got all this stuff. He's doing pretty good. I don't see him hurting really, really bad at this point. And he's still surviving eating. I'm pretty sure he's not eating all the dates and, and the, the kumquats and everything else he wants to eat. Uh, he probably don't have the Sumatra oranges, but that's fine. He has everything he wants. He's not really hurting. And now all of a sudden he's thinking, how can I get more? More, 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 more. You know, you're never satisfied. A buck is not enough. You've got to have two. Well, two is not going to be enough. You've got to have 50. Well, 50 is not enough. You've got to be 500. Jacob is sitting there. So Jacob starts elaborating on his, his, uh, his and Laban's current situation. He goes, wait a minute. He's got everything and I got nothing. I want, well, you got God. How do you figure that's nothing? You have the Lord. Laban doesn't. Have you ever thought about maybe giving Laban the Lord? But you haven't done that. You've been with him for 11 years and you still haven't done that yet? And Laban still is nowhere near to God. He does understand that you're God. He's blessed because of that. Jacob says, for little it was, a uh, little which thou hast before I came. You, he said, I'm gonna, let's, let's talk about what happened here. When I came here, all you had was a couple of daughters and nothing. He goes, I come and I have to take your daughters, which gets them out of your house. So that gives you some more money and food at the table. Now you got all these lambs and sheep and everything else and cattle. Uh, it's increased to a multitude. And then he starts throwing the Lord in here as, as, a, as a bargaining chip. The Lord had blessed thee since my coming. And he goes, I got to do this now. I got to get this thing. Deuteronomy 15, 22. Laban should have done this. Uh, but it's not, it's not, they don't have the law yet. So Moses isn't down there wait. But see, the law is coming through this man named Jacob. Go to, go to Deuteronomy. You ever read your Bible? Man, I was reading this thing the other day. Whew. I'm telling you what. I was sitting there. I was talking to Steve, and he, he told Moses, he said, I know Moses after you die. Now, he tells everybody this. He tells Jeremiah this. He tells Ezekiel this. He tells Isaiah this. All, same story all the way through. He said, Moses, I know as soon as you depart, you die, they're going to go, and the whole, whole nation is going to go away from me. And, I, I mean, I'm sitting here. You're talking about getting depressed, man. I'm sitting here going, Lord, then it's just a matter of time that I blow it. I mean, it's just a matter of time. I mean, everything you say here is just a matter of time. But I said, boy, thank you that I got today, and I haven't blown it today yet. So I'm going to get done something today for you the best I can. Because when I blow it tomorrow, I mean, maybe I can uh, fold back to this day and say, Lord, remember I did something good back there? And I was just thanking God. I mean, all of a sudden the thing rolled around and said, yeah, but I haven't got to the place where I blew it, and I'm a mess. And, and the Lord hasn't said, Mike, I know that down the road you're going to mess up. And I know that thing. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy uh, 15, 12. Jacob, uh, Laban should have never, number one, sent Jacob away empty-handed. Uh, 15, 12. Uh, wait a minute. Let me, get, let me see I'm in the right place. 15, 12. 
Uh, he says, and if thy brother in Hebrew, and the Lord's telling uh, Moses what to say here, and if thy brother a Hebrew or a, a Hebrew woman, Hebrew man or Hebrew woman, be sold unto thee and serve thee six years, he's been with him almost 11, 10, 11 years, then in the seventh year thou shalt let him go free uh, from thee, and when thou sendest him out free from thee, thou shalt not let him go away empty. Thou shalt furnish him, and liberally. So Jacob, Jacob, when he was there, when he told Laban he was going to leave, instead of Laban trying to get more, if Jacob wanted to leave, yeah, man, I got that. You want to go start your own family somewhere? Yeah, I got that. Here, let me give you some sheep and cattle and all this other stuff. Uh, this, the next scenario would have never happened if Laban would have done that, uh, but he didn't do that. And uh, Jacob then makes a deal, starts making a deal with, with Laban. And he said, what shall I give thee? And Jacob said, thou shalt not give me anything. And then he gets to taking stuff. Uh, if thou will do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. He says, I don't want nothing from you. But then he takes something from him. Uh, verse 32, I will pass through all thy flock today, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted. Well, I thought you said you didn't want anything. Looks like to me you're taking something. And, and Laban's going, okay, okay, that's good because the speckled and spotted aren't any good anyways. And all that are brown, uh, all the brown cattle among the sheep and the spotted and the speckled among the goats and of such shall be my hire. So shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come. No, it's going to get you in trouble. Uh, when it shall come uh, for my hire before thy face, everyone that is not speckled or spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep, shall, uh, uh, that shall be counted stolen with me. Uh, so Jacob tells Laban what he wants. Laban thinks, oh, well, that's a really, really good deal because my flock is clean and all this other stuff, and, and I'm producing all the, the, the solid color animals. And Jacob's not going to get no, not going to have any. Jacob tells Laban uh, what he'll do it for, and Laban agrees to that. Laban does uh, not know who he's dealing with. Isaac knows his son. Isaac knows exactly what his son's capable of and what he'll do. I think Isaac probably shut his mouth, and the Lord said, hey, 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 don't worry about it. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever. Isaac probably knew that verse a long time ago. Uh, whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap. I, I got Jake. He said, he said, Isaac, I'm gonna bring your son back. You know what the biggest blessing you'll ever do is turn your kids over to God. And let them let God have them. And let God have them. Because th what they need to do is they need to come up against God. And and let them, I mean, that's what I had to do. I had to come up against the Lord one day, and, and the Lord just started changing my life, man. I, I thank God for that. And he will change your life. If your life isn't changed, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with you. Uh, you need to sit there and look at that, man. If I go to a doctor and he gives me medicine and he can't solve my problem, there's something wrong with what he's given me. It's not the, not the right stuff. They used to give me an antibiotic. I used to get sick all the time. They'd give me um, amoxicillin, I believe. And it would kind of knock it out a little, and then it would come back. So all year long I was taking amoxicillin. One day I, I got sick of going to my doctor. It was on a weekend, so I go down to this clinic down here, and the guy looks at me. I said, I've been taking amoxicillin. He goes, oh, let me give you the CPAC. He gives me these pills, you know, and, and, I and it knocks it out, man. And I'm thinking, why did I come down here first, man? This guy, and it was like, Lord saying, well, why didn't you ask me first? Maybe I'd have sent you down there first. I have no idea. Laban passes through the flock. Uh, Joe, Jacob does what Laban says. Uh, Laban, Laban, verse 34, it says, and Laban said, behold, I would it might be according to thy word. That'll work. I'm going to get you, Jacob. You're going to work for me for another 20 years. Pretty soon you're going to get so old and gray, you ain't going to want to leave. And you're going to keep working. I'm going to get richer and richer and richer and richer and richer and richer. And he removed that day uh, the he goats that were ring straight and spotted, verse 35, and all the she goats that were speckled and spotted, and everyone that had some white in it, 
and all the brown among the sheep uh, and gave them into the hands of his sons and set three days. So he's starting to separate the flocks out, uh, a journey betwixt uh, himself and Jacob. And Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. Now here comes the weirdest thing you've ever seen in your life. Uh, As I was reading this thing, I had to do some studying on this thing and think about this thing for a while, and I finally, I think I got a hold of it. Uh, It's not something weird. It's not something, I think it's, it's, it's perfectly normal. And Jacob took him rods of green poplar and of hazel and chestnut and the chestnut tree and peeled white streaks in them and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods uh, which he had peeled uh, before the flocks in the gutters in the watering trough when the uh, flocks came to drink that they should conceive when they drank. And the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth ring straight, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs. So what Jacob does is he starts doing this. He takes these, these uh, limbs and he, he just shaves the, the color off of it a little bit and throws them in the watering trough. And uh, it's like herbal medicine. Uh, it affected what was coming out of those rods got into the water. And now the water has been affected just like you would anything else. A woman, I remember when Beth, uh, when Aunt, she was pregnant with Andrew, man, if you were driving down the road in a car smoking in front of her, she would stop. I mean, she wouldn't even get nowhere around anybody that smoked. She wouldn't get around anybody. Thought about smoking. Anybody who drank, she stayed away from you. She stayed away from everything. I mean, she, she, she never wore masks. Thank God for that. Uh, Pre-COVID. But, I mean, she watched everything she did. She wanted to make sure Andrew came out normal. I don't know how she failed, uh, but she did. <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, but, but anyways, I mean, she was watching everything. And I never thought about that, but she was watching what she took in uh, so that she would make sure that Andrew had the best shot in the whole wide world. She did that for Elizabeth, uh, Sarah, Jesse, and Esther also. Uh, and I had to eat pizza. Man, I never understood that one, man. It was, it was long story short. But Jacob takes these rods, poplar rods and hazel and chestnut, and you go to any of these, uh, and I always call them wacko nutty doctors or these uh, herbal, herbalists, whatever they are. And Marianne came over one time and she said, she said, I can tell you what's wrong with you, but looking at your eyes, I'm like, you're a wacko nut. <laughs> Has anybody ever said that to you? Okay. I, I thought, I said, she, she's a wacko nut. But, but, but I'm gracious and, and I'm going to sit here and let her do it because I'm trying to be the good Christian I'm supposed to be. And, and she starts going down through this thing. And when I was 16 years old, I had a knee problem. And the doctor told me in this knee, I was going to have to have uh, a knee replacement by the time I was 30, which has never happened. Thank God for that. But uh, I said, okay. I never told her this. She looks at my iridology thing, and she has this chart and map and all this other stuff. And she goes, oh, you had a problem with your, this knee. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah. how'd you know that? She goes, right there in your eyeball. And uh, so I talked to somebody else. I think I was talking to Dr. Meese one time. And, uh, and I asked him about the same thing. And he goes, he goes, how do you think a vet talks to a stinking horse? He looks in their eyeballs. And I'm like, oh, I guess that makes sense. I guess if the window of the eye, the body's right there, then, then I say, hey, wait a minute. I'm a technician. And I walk up to a piece of gear, and I can't look at that thing and tell you whether it works or not. I plug something up to it. There's a port right there. You can plug right up to it and hook it up. And then I got spectrum analyzer and scopes and everything else. I can look over here. And this tells me whether that's good or bad. I do this and this and this, and what I see here tells me whether it's good or bad. I'm like, why wouldn't the Lord make me that way? So here's Jake, man. He Somehow he's got this thing down that he knows if he puts these three components in the water that when these guys drink it, the perfect ones are going to change a little bit. It's going to mess up something in their, 
their uh, reproductive systems to where it's going to, to and I, I don't want to say, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change it. Instead of having a purebred sheep that's all white, this thing's now going to come out speckled and spotted. And Jacob knew that. So then he knows if I got the strong ones coming over, these are the ones I want right here, by the way, I'm going to do this and let them all get out, and the, the offspring of these guys are going to be strong, and I'm going to get them. When the weak ones come over, I'll let Laban have those, and I won't even put them in. And when it's all said and done, after a little time goes by, Jake's got everything, and Laban's got nothing. Uh, that's because he was dealing with a Jacob. He's dealing with a surplanter who knew something about herbal medicine. Don't, don't put herbal medicine out to the side out here and say it's stupid. The Lord shows you all through your Bible that stuff works. Now, now just because somebody comes up and says, I'm a, I'm a herbal medicine seller, <laughs> don't mean you need to buy from them. You need to do some research. Apparently, somewhere down the road, Jacob did some research, and he learned some things. Somebody told him about this, and he did it, and it worked. That was the only explanation. I kept thinking a long, long time, how in the world could that possibly happen? How could that happen? Until you started looking, and he told you the three that he used, and he peeled them so that when the water got into it, whatever was inside that thing could come out. And enough of it would come out, and the three mixed together, and it, it, it messed up the, the sheep, and he got all the speckled and spotted ones. And he removed the, that day, and uh, he took the rods uh, and the flocks, blah, 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 40. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the flocks toward the ring strake and, and, uh, the, uh, toward the ring strake and, and the brown, all the brown of the flock in, in the women. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the faces of the flocks toward the ring strake and all the brown in the flock of Laban. And he put his own flocks by themselves, and he put them not under Laban's cattle. So Laban, he starts taking Laban's stuff, and it came to pass when uh, uh, whensoever the stronger cattle, verse 41, did conceive that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters uh, that they might conceive among the rods. And, and that's what he's doing. It's, it's a scientific thing. I think it's perfectly normal. <clears throat> if you tried that today, it'd probably still work. Uh, he told you exactly how to do it. You could probably go out... Uh, so the methodology of Jacob, whether he was told by God directly or whether he had some herbal medicine knowledge, uh, does seem to have some potential health benefits. Uh, and with God quite possibly increasing the fertility of the flocks Jacob was given by Laban, uh, the breeding program resulted, uh, results were extremely beneficial to Jacob. Uh, would the methodology of Jacob work uh, without the aid of divine providence? It's difficult to say. But with any type of an advantage given by the herbal uh, remedies, it seems that some breeding success uh, would have been inevitable, perhaps just not as rapid or as numer uh, uh, numerically advantageous as it turns out with God's direct intervening. So God did put his hand on that and gave Jacob exactly what he needed. Uh, it's not superstition. It was actually medicinal things that worked. It worked. Verse 42. But when the uh, cattle were feeble, he put them not in. in. Uh, so the feeble were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. And the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and maidservants and manservants and camels and asses. Jacob, Jacob got, got through the whole thing. He took all their stuff. Uh, the next thing you know, uh, Laban ain't got anything. Uh, Jacob is now a very, 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 very wealthy man. Uh, it took him a while to do this, so he's got another eight or nine years that he's doing this in. 
uh, of sheep around. Uh, it takes for the sheep to uh, have uh, little sheepies, little lambs or ewes or whatever they are. A sheep uh, at around 121 to 180 days. Uh, cows are 280 days. Uh, I don't know why they can't give a specific date for uh, sheep uh, unless they can't figure out exactly when they, they get pregnant. But 120 to, uh, to 180 days, that's 60-day window. I mean, they, they tell the woman, you're going to have a baby on this day. The only thing they don't tell them is what hour of the day you're going to have. It's always going to be at 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, you might as well hang that one up. Uh, <laughs> Beth was always like in the middle of the night. It's time. I'm like, why can't it be time like at, at noon? I never understood that part. Why do we have to wait till 2 o'clock in the morning? But she had to wait. Might be because she's laying down in the bed and the pressure and everything else causes it. I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe there's a new thing. They ought to make pregnant women stand up all the time. Uh, in two years' time, Jacob had four generations of sheep and two of cows, uh, of which 75% were speckled and spotted. He, took, he pretty much took everything from Laban uh, that Laban had. Laban... Uh, Laban starts getting really uh, mad. Uh, go to chapter 31. Do a couple of verses and then I'll stop. And he heard the words of Laban, Laban's son, saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's, and, hath, and of that which was our father's, he had gotten all his glory. Now Jacob has got all the stuff. Laban hasn't got much of anything, but Laban's got some men. And some people that he can, he can war with him. And Jacob is sitting there going, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. And the Lord said unto Jacob, now, we're looking at 20 years. And the Lord, now he comes back and he's talking to Jacob now. I don't know about you, but I really, personally, would not want to go 20 years without God talking to me. Uh, I would not. But you know what Jacob has to do? He has to learn. Uh, Jacob is like uh, Abraham and Isaac, and he has to learn that the God of the universe, there was no Bible at Jacob's day. Jacob didn't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He didn't have that. As a matter of fact, he didn't have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, uh, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He didn't have that either. That didn't come until Moses came. The first five books were written by Moses. So when you get all through this thing, what you're finding here is these men were walking with the Lord, and the Lord had to reveal himself to him. And Jacob probably had the Lord reveal himself to him earlier on, but Jacob listened to his mom. And his mom said, hey, let's deceive your dad. Lord just shut up and walked away. You know, sometimes in our lives, that's exactly what he does. He'll tell you what to do. Don't tell me he hasn't ever told you what to do. And you go, I'm not going to do that. He says, okay. And he'll walk away. And then shortly down the road, might be two or three weeks, months, whatever, he'll say, this is what I want you to do. I'm like, nah, I told you all the story about me and the boat and the catamaran and the dune buggy and 300 bucks. Back then, man, me to let go of 300 bucks is a lot of money. I hated to let go of 300 bucks. I'm a Jacob. I'm telling you, I hate to let it go. But I told him, I told, uh, I told Doug Waymark, Doug, Doug, was it not Doug Waymark, Doug, 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 Doug. I'll get his rest of his name here in a minute. Uh, I told him, I told him, I said, I'll give you the money. I'll sell it, Doug, send you the money. And he goes, no, keep it, man, you can have it. I said, no, Doug, I'll sell it and send you the money. He goes, no, keep it. So he leaves, and I sell it, and I get the money, and I spend it. <laughs> and I'm praying one day. Prayer is always good. You ought to pray. You ought to learn how to pray. Praying's good. I laid down, got on my knees, and prayed, and the Lord said, you told Doug. I said, wait a second. Where did that come from? I said, that has nothing to do with what I'm praying about. He goes, yeah, but this has to do with me and you, and you got a problem here, and we need to solve this problem. I'm like, that ain't a problem for me. He already told me I could keep the money. But that's not what you told him. I'm like, 
I said, Lord, I couldn't find him. I don't even know where he's at. I know he's in California. Can anything good come out of California? Can anything? I can't find nobody in California, man. He's probably on a beach somewhere. And uh, I go to my desk, open the door, and find there's his phone number. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I shove it back in there and try to hide it and forget about it. A couple months later, the Lord's not talking to me. A couple months later, the Lord says, I told you what you had to do. I'm like, I don't want to do that. He goes, you needed, I said, Lord, I said, I, I've done lost the number again. I go over and open the door, and there it is, right on top, man. I, I think the Holy Spirit's moving that stuff around, and that's always right there on top. I said, he ain't going to be there. I said, man, it's been months and years, years, man, years. Doug can't be there. It was years, because I was on the Ponce then. That was out in 82, 83, 84 time frame. Uh, I'm up to 87, 86, 87, 88, 89. That's where I'm at on Ponce because that's where me and Beth get married. But before, guess what? Before I can marry Beth, before I can even meet her, God says, you got to take care of this problem right here. It's got to be done. When I took care of that problem shortly thereafterwards, I think I was out of the Navy then too. Uh, shortly thereafterwards, uh, the Lord told me to go right back in the Navy. And I got back in the Navy. All that stuff happened. You say, what was it? That was the Lord saying, hey, you got to take care of this issue. Uh, if you don't, you got a, you got an accuser of the brethren that's going to be in front of me. As a matter of fact, he might have already been up there telling him what was wrong. And this is what was wrong. The Lord was revealing to me what was wrong. And he says, you got to take care of this problem. I'm like, okay, man. And I did. So I picked the phone up. I said, he ain't going to be there. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. That's back in the day I might have had a touch tone. I don't know. But you, you'd have had a, all of you would have had a problem with that too, man. Hello, Doug. How's it going? This is Mike. Oh, Mike. I, hey, Doug. I saw and not sending the money. Reluctantly threw a gospel track in it. <laughs> Spiritual side of the whole thing. Doug probably got the gospel track, threw it away, and. No, no, Doug was more spiritual. He took the money, gave it to the church, and kept them read the gospel track. I know him. But you gotta, you got to watch that stuff, brethren. Your, your flesh will get in, uh, and the Lord's trying to show you stuff. And Jacob, 20 years down the road, and the Lord hadn't talked to him. You know, I could have not listened to the Lord, and he could shut down and not talk to me for 10, 15 years. I don't know about you, but I can't get through this world. I, I'm learning I cannot get through this world without Jesus Christ. I cannot do it. I cannot make the uh, It is not in man's heart to direct his steps. You cannot do it. You think you can. That's the problem with youth. You think, we think that we can conquer the world. You cannot. Without the Lord's guidance and direction, you're just doing it by experience, and experience could beat your head against the wall for 20 years before you come back and the Lord says, told you so. <laughs> I always want to get a picture of that. There's a, there's a sign out there somewhere in the West that they had uh, bushes. How did you do it? Where's Jerry at? Man, and he told you to pick the bell up. Okay. <laughs> I got a minute left. But out there was somewhere was a, a, a billboard of, of Bush, and he goes, you miss me yet? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's the way the Lord comes back. He goes, you miss me yet? Jacob, and Jacob, verse 3, and, and the Lord said unto Jacob, finally going to get him to talk to him again. He says, it's time to go back 20 years. Return into the land of thy fathers and to the kindred, and I will... Be with me. There's a warning. You're going to get it. We're going to take you in. Everything's going to be cool. I'm going to take you back. Jacob's still scared to death. He's learning some things. He's learning how to trust God. He's, and he's still going to have a whole lifetime that he's got to figure some of this stuff out. But what, what the blessing here is, guys, is they, this stuff is written for our admonition. 
We don't have to learn like Jacob learned, and we don't have to learn like Isaac learned, and we don't have to learn like Abraham learned. We can learn from them. You don't need experience. You don't need their experience to understand this. What you need to do is look at them, heed what happened to them, and don't do it. Don't eat the fruit. Just because the fruit's there, don't eat it. It'll kill you. Oh, no, well, yeah, maybe not today. Uh, the devil said, yea, hath God said? Eve goes, oh, you know, he didn't say that like that. He said it kind of like this. And she eats the fruit. And I've asked people before, I said, uh, did, did uh, Eve and Adam die that day? No. Then, then that's the biggest thing in the world. Because if the Lord said, in the day ye shall eat that fruit, you shall surely die. You need to stop and look at that thing and said, what died? God said, you're going to die. So he don't look at this. That's not what God's looking at. And that's something we, we better get in our minds and, I mean, really get it. He's not looking at this. There's something else he's looking at that died. And now that thing is dead, and guess what Jesus came to do? Bring that back to life. You say, well, what is it? That's called salvation. It's appointed that a man wants to die. But after this, your spirit is dead. Father, thank God. Stop right Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for the word of God. Uh, thank you for a Bible that we can hold in our hand. Lord, thank you for these men. You put them through things.